In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Cisbonowitz, joined as always with Kyle Tarkowski. Kyle? Hello and yes. it is a great, magnificent time. To be a fan of the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. We have a long time to wait to actually watch our team. because, And that is such a blessing. Yes, because we have officially, one, unlocked the one seed. But two, welcome to the regular season mm. of the actual NFL season. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. The, the first year they changed the playoff format to where only one team gets the first round by. And the Green Bay Packers secured that in Week 17. And, man, this team... Spence, I hope you're sitting down for this. Uh, you can see I am. This team is really good. Is pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, and <laughs> I've thought of it too. Thinking back to like our first episode this year, where we did bring it up. Where it was it's just like, it was probably just a draft episode. No, well, just I a, mean, just a. Everybody calm down. You know, like uh, that gif of the guy standing outside the burning house, and he's like, everybody remain calm. Like, that's basically what that episode well, that, was. That's what, yeah, that's what the draft breakdown was. And don't worry, because we did, of course, I mean, no better week to bring it back. Dumb Packer fan of the week is mm, back. And, what, and this is going back in the history books, obviously, because we had to unravel, you know, what people were saying about the draft. But what I was getting at, our first actual episode this year, week one, you know, the game against the Vikings. Something that I said was, you know, this is week one and early on here. This is where you kind of set the narrative of what the season's going to be. Mm. And two narratives that were set in that game. One was, hey, there's a good chance if Aaron Rodgers keeps this up, he could be the MVP. Mm. Two, oh, the defense is pretty, pretty bad still. <laughs> and looking at how the season's gone, obviously we'll get into the game, which is more important. The Packers went, I don't know if you remember this, 35 to 16. But it's trying to push these narratives out of maybe – for the right or wrong reasons. We were right about Aaron Rodgers, yep. but I think why we've been so reluctant, and I don't know, I might have said we should fire Mike Pettin, but... <laughs> a few times. These narratives that we had at the beginning of the year, it's very hard to push them off now to the fact where, shit, the last two months, the defense has been pretty damn good, yeah. and the more you think about it, the more you're like, I am ready to get broken. Yeah, especially when you consider the narratives of last year too yes. where it's like that kind of sets the foundation for the possible narratives going into 2020 as you know from week one like you know 2019 it was fraud 13 and 3 team right. drafted a quarterback you know one game away from the super bowl should have drafted a wide receiver or, or a defense and yeah like all that shit by week five it was just like oh wait a second this team's actually good yeah the defense is a little yep. suspect but this team is really good and yeah the defense has kind of changed that narrative a little bit over the past month 
Yep, it's hard. It's getting harder and harder to find things to complain about. Like now it's like, oh, Kevin, Kevin, can we just tackle a little bit yeah. better? <laughs> Instead of, hey, can we not let Dalvin Cook have three touchdowns or for like yeah, 80 yards? play 17 yards off the ball on <laughs> third and three? Yeah, well, that does Except creep that up. Did. Yeah, yeah, that creeps up every once in a while. But yeah. <laughs> So we'll get into it once again. The Packers won 35 to 16. We Always good to just kick the shit out of the Bears. Yep, and you know, get us in week 17. Of course, with it's always a little bit sweeter to end the season that way. Of course, but we'll break down the game. We'll have our pick six, the six plays that shaped the game. Break down the offensive defense. As I mentioned, we'll have dumb Packer fan of the week returning. We'll have is Kyle an idiot, and we'll finish it off with a little. We'll review our initial predictions for the season, and we'll also look forward to the NFC playoff situation this weekend and going forward. And please keep in mind, those were bold, or the player-focused well, predictions we'll were bold s- predictions. Okay. So well, just, you know, just keep that in mind. I do wonder that, too. Like, I throw out the graphic every week of, like, our score prediction and the bold prediction. I wonder if people are reading that, like, this fucking guy like, thinks Dean Lowry's like going to do Like, Dean Lowry, anything? two sacks? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. But with that, pick six. Pick six. All right, pick six. The six plays that shaped the football game changed changed it on its head, impacted its outcome greatly. Uh, And the first one, it is zero to seven in the first quarter. Bears kind of marched right down the field on their opening drive and scored a touchdown from David Montgomery. Yep, all sixty yards. Yep. Uh, Yeah, that and that's yeah. Side note that uh, the very first play out of bounds. I think Cordarrell Patterson was out of bounds but i don't know it's close it was so ticky it's tack. It's, and it, i guess i guess to be fair if they would had originally called it out of bounds and chicago was the one to challenge it the that that play probably still stands right but that, yeah and that's exactly it and obviously everyone had the flashbacks of randall cobb and ty montgomery doing a very now seeing oh man i love that shit so much so savvy so just in tune with the the rules i feel like we remember the Cobb one more than the ty montgomery one just because Cobbs happened first and we're like oh ty montgomery we remember the fumble on the kick yeah and i think Cobb he was always more like emphatic about it like very enunciated with it if that's a thing um i don't think so anyways (laughs) um like he would he would firmly plant himself out of bounds while being in bounds too and then that's just, true. They were easier but yes. Um, so, on the very next possession, on the Packers' opening possession, there is 325 left. They are facing a third and eight. They're in the shallow Bears territory. They're on the Bears' side of the field, but not you know very deep in. Rodgers drops back, gets pressured, and as he's getting hit, he dumps it down to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones makes an incredible play. He catches it about seven yards behind the sticks. Yep. Uh, makes two guys miss like right, like consecutively right on top of each other, and then scampers for about a 15-yard gain. Eventually, set up the score for seven-seven. If they don't get the first down there, you know they got a punt. Chicago could go up ten nothing really early. Um, we haven't seen this team play behind much this year so i guess that could have been a nice little test to see you know how they manage that but you know obviously didn't have to face that aaron jones made an incredible play and we talked about like narratives from last year and mm-hmm. i think that this play is a good kind of um f you to those narratives last year and really rogers career uh, where okay, he's where getting he's so you know rogers got piled on for never dumping it down always going for the home run you know holding the ball too long or throwing away and this was just a perfect Take what they're giving you, yep. you know. Take the easy yards on third and eight, no less. And Aaron Jones just made an incredible play, making two guys miss. Roquan Smith, one of them, one of the 
better inside linebackers of the league and got the first down and tied it up. Yeah, yeah, eventually tied it up the touchdown to Tunyon, I believe, is how that one ended. Yep. Yes. But yeah, it was one of those plays where the ball's in the air and you're like, I know it's Aaron Jones, but I don't think he's going to be able to right. pick this up. But yeah, like you said there too about Aaron Rodgers, it's been nice, especially over the last two years, how he's gotten away from throwing the ball away, especially like 2018. I felt like once a series, at least there was a ball going to the bench. So yep. it's been nice to see a check down instead of that. Not like you can complain too much. He's a fucking MVP. Mm-hmm. But moving on. After that, so it's 7-7. Packers D, nice. I don't know if it was a three now, but they got the stop. Bears are punting in the second quarter. Uh, one, um, Tavon Austin. Very splashy, exciting signing. Very Well, yeah, splashy enough for as far as the Packers go. He hasn't had many returns, but, you know, we finally get to see him run, run a punt, and we're like, all right, cool. But he runs at about 10 yards, gets tackled by one friend of the program, Demetrius Harris. Ah, big Meech. A couple episodes ago, <laughs> brought that up, how he was uh, – I met him at UW-Milwaukee, where he was a basketball player, and now he's, uh, you know, tight end for the rival Chicago Bears. Yeah, you guys still send e- each other Christmas cards, right? If I, I actually wondered today if like I saw him and I said, Hey, remember me? What type of reaction <laughs> he would probably he'd like take his one earbud out, put it back in and, and just have keep that, walking. Yeah, kinda have that confused <laughs> look and be like, Oh, you're the UW Milwaukee. Yeah. I think you'd remember. Zero percent chance. But yeah, forces the fumble, kind of let the air out of the sails early. Beat of course the D held up. They bent, did not break, forced the field goal, but kinda have to throw that in there with how the season has developed with the offense being great, the defense being pretty good, and the special teams being horseshit. And this was a horseshit play. Hopefully, I mean, at this point of the season, it's not like we're going to replace Tavon Austin. It's just going to be okay. Just catch the ball, and let's not mess up on on special teams. And that's hopefully what we can do going forward. Yeah, he was holding, carrying the ball like a newborn baby or a loaf of bread. It was just very nonchalant. Um I don't know. I always like seeing it just overly secured in your arms. So yes. that was concerning and something that, you know, can get fixed, I believe. So I hope, hope so. For that. Yep. So, yeah, they ended up uh, settling for a f- or ended up getting a quick three there because they couldn't punch it in because their offense stinks. Um, and actually, side note, I don't know. if I'll just cover it now. Side note on that. They settled for three field goals in the red zone, two of them being on fourth and three at about the 15 and then fourth and two at the two yard line. Like that is just like, thank you, Matt Nagy for doing that. And the third one, granted it was right before half and Kevin King had just dropped that interception Mm -hmm. and you kind of have to kick the field goal there. But the other two there, like you're not going to beat Aaron Rodgers. Well, settling for field goals. That, that's true, but at the same time, you're not going to beat Aaron Rodgers with the Chicago Bears. It's it's just like <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the way <laughs> Matt Nagy was calling this game, it's he's not calling an offense. He's like calling how he's babysitting Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. That's really what it, he he's didn't. Like, let's just not screw up too much, right? Because he, I mean, he had the one deep, deep and that was pass, it. Like that, that was, was the it. only attempt, and he does not throw the ball like over ten yards. So it's like, okay, yeah, we'll let you do this, but. I don't, we'll get into that later, yeah. too. There's some stats. So the third play that really shaped the game, 7-10. Uh, 7-2-10. Uh, Packers are losing by three points. Eight minutes mm. left in the second quarter, and this is the big, splashy. You love him. You love him when, he's, when this guy <laughs> shows up. 
Third and four, Rodgers, 72-yard touchdown pass to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Just a beautiful play. And, again, thank you to the Chicago Bears coaching staff for matching up a linebacker on one of the fastest players in the league. The old the old Mike Patton, Patton play call. Yeah, and uh, hearing, I, I really recommend, I mean, you can find it on, like, Pat McAfee's Twitter if you don't want to watch the whole segment, but him breaking down that play is is truly a treat. He's just walking through about how uh, Robert Quinn and Danny Trevathan were kind of uh, – talking to each other and kind of confused on their assignments for the play. And there's and, like five seconds left on the play clock. And Rodgers like, okay, is just kind of just waiting on. and letting them try to figure out. And he basically wanted to figure out what they were doing to, to get the production right because they knew the blitz was coming and got it situated, had the linebacker on MVS, and the rest, as they say, is history. And just a beautiful throw, beautiful catch, yep. and easy six points. I guess we might as well just talk about MVS now, too. The next play, if we had it included – would be the MVS drop to start the You love it. Yeah, that's why I said this is this is the MVS. You you just like that's just who he is. I have two thoughts on MVS after this game. I mean I probably have more than that. But there's two things. One, it's like, okay, if you're thrown to MVS, you have to throw away from his body. You <laughs> see the first the first one and, and how he was led. And it's like, ah, it dropped right into it. He had to catch it with his hands. The second one little further back, and it's like, oh, he's kind of trying to with scoop his, like, it up. With his, like, forearms, yeah. Right. So that was one thought. The second thought is, as much as we want to get pissed, or we have gotten pissed at MVS, the one thing he's kind of hedging our happiness here is that if there's a big drop in the playoffs from MVS, we'll be like, meh. It'll be a little less devastating just because it's kind of expected. Even this game, too, it worked out kind of well. I mean, it was... You've said this a billion times, the perfect MBS game. Yeah. <laughs> but the one big catch, the one big drop, and it's like, well, he had the big catch and then first, a good so you get to the drop, and you're like, meh, yeah. And then a bunch of happens. good run blocking. Yeah. And that's why he stays on the field is because LaFleur and Rodgers and really the whole offense just love his mentality as a blocker. And we watched the game together, and it was really funny what you said when that drop happened. You were just like, I'm not even, like, mad anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, this is who he is. Yeah. And I think that's, like, such a healthy approach. Like, why even waste energy on, like, like, like I love Marquez. And, but, like, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, that's just who he is. We need to just accept that. Like, he's going to drop a big ball. And it's just like, yeah, be, be like, ah, damn it, MVS, damn it. And then move yeah. on. That's it. Because it's just – because. He, he, at any moment, could score an 87-yard touchdown on the very next play. So it's just like we need to accept who he is, and he's a great football player, one of the fastest in the league, and I'm so happy he's a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, it's always, always about always about perspective. Like like I've said, and once again, more than anything, I mean, and this is coming from obviously a loser fan who loves the Packers and mm. has a fucking podcast about them, mm-hmm. but you always got to remember it is a stupid game that does not amount to anything. Absolutely. But so after that, uh, you know, halftime – Bears eventually get the ball after the drop. It is now 14 to 13. It was not halftime yet. Wasn't halftime yet. Wasn't halftime yet. Mitch, yeah, right before halftime, like three minutes left in, in the first half. First or second down. Mitch. Yeah, this is actually, yeah, the very next possession after the MVS bomb. Yes. So Mitch just looks out to the flat, sees Cole Komet there, throws it out to him, catches it, rumbling a little bit, looking like he might get a first, and then Jair pops up. Starts tackling him. He's landing on top of his body. Knocks the ball out. Fumble. Packers get it and eventually score soon after. And it's a really fun play to watch from J.R. Alexander, who's covering the flat in the zone play there. 
you can see one guy run past him, second guy run past him, and he's like kind of following both of them quickly, and then he so quickly breaks on the ball, the tackle, the fumble. It's it's amazing to watch. You, like your brain cannot process what you're seeing, mm. and Jair's brain is able to one process that, but also be like three steps ahead and do the fucking and actually do the play. Like my brain cannot follow it. He is actively yeah. doing it. Yeah, like on a second rewatch, like looking at the play closer now. A couple days later, like that actually might be one of my favorite Jair plays ever. Yeah, I mean, number one being Obviously. him blowing up the wide receiver screen against <laughs> yeah. the Vikings, like that. That like there's, unless he has like three pick sixes in the Super Bowl, like I don't see that play being uh, surpassed. But young, young career, but yeah, that is like such an incredible play. He processes so many things in a ma- in a span of like three seconds. Like you said, the guy, the wide receiver off the line, he covers for a second. There's a tight end coming out that he covers for a second, and then there's Komet that he eventually makes the tackle. And it's like how he was able to strip that out is just insane because he makes the solo tackle, and Komet is carrying the ball like like opposite of Tavon Austin. Like mm. he has it secured yeah. with shoulder down, like all the leverage on his side and like kind of angles on his side, and yet Jair still somehow rips it out, and we caught a break by Komet landing on one of the yeah. Packers so he technically wasn't down but just an absolutely incredible play from Jair and I uh, think that sh- that like that play alone should solidify his all pro status for 2020. I agree. I don't know how you could argue against it, but yep, and then after that Packers had the touchdown obviously, so answered right away. Yep, 21-16. Uh 11:30 this is the fifth play that shaped the game. 11:30 left in the fourth. Fourth and one on a drive where the Bears were I think this would have been this is this was their th- at least their third maybe even their fourth yeah, fourth was, down attempt of just the, that drive. Yeah. It was and the third of that drive fourth fifth of the game. Yep, that sounds right. And they had already run the sneak twice that that was a big success twice. They I think they ran it on the other fourth and down so then they inexplicably decide to Hey, I'm going to throw it. Do like a yeah, and not only throw it but like a rollout where you know you're getting Mitch rolling out and uh Montgomery kind of trying to throw a block and it was just blown up instantly there was nowhere to go with the football um Shannon Sullivan broke it up and nearly nearly picked it and yeah the Packers got the ball back scored on the next drive and um yeah almost almost put the game away until pretty well we'll get to that I do have a very very important thing I got to talk about here and the evolution of what fans, you know, watching the game have. Myself, I'm obviously a very, very smart fan. One, mm-hmm. following the Packers, and two, just etiquette during the game. This was the game, Ooh. as you mentioned earlier, we watched together. To that point, as we also mentioned, the Packers w- were 0-4 for stopping the Bears. Bears had converted all four that they had gotten to that, that point. It's getting a little sketchy, so I was like, hey, Kyle, we've got to stand on mm. this fourth down. You know, we're watching from home, but... You got to get in that stupid mindset. It's like we've been sitting and it didn't work. If we stand, maybe it'll work. Absolutely. We wow. stood up and it worked. So once again, everyone listening at home, if you know it's getting shitty like that, and you, if if things have been going bad for the next play, try standing. Switch it up. If that doesn't work, maybe you got to crack a different beer. Maybe you got to go to a different brand of beer. Obviously, you got to maybe switch jerseys or something. Mm. But oh, no, last thing here too. Whatever you wore on Sunday, you you're wearing this. Here on out. Every yep. game, if you got to go all the way down to the under, underpants to wear that same pair, I am all and for it. And don't you dare put it in the laundry. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's 
that's how you lose the magic. That's, that's what yeah. That's is. what that's where all the juju, you know, is harnessed. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a Bart Star jersey here on out. But yeah, credit to us for kind of identifying the weakness of our fourth down defense, and mm-hmm. then credit to us for adjusting, standing up, and then getting the stop. So again, exactly. credit to us for getting that fourth down stop. Yeah. See, fans absolutely matter. Fans are a big difference in football games. Mm-hmm. So the last pick six, you know, there's a couple we could go here and shoot. We're already kind of going longer on the pick six than we normally do. But this is as fitting as it gets. One of the Bears, their second to last drive. It is 28 to 16, winding down in the fourth quarter. Uh, Mitch is like, you know what? I'm going to try to throw a little bit deeper. Mm. But one Adrian Anus says, mm. eh, eh, eh. jumps in front of it, picks it off. Nice return of like 20 yards. And once again, I mean, it's it's been there's so many stupid disney stories which we've talked about but this is another great one with adrian amos last year week one we played the bears finished off the game by picking off trubisky in the end zone Mm. this game essentially you know this was the dagger him picking off trubisky to end that game his former team pretty cool i mean he's saved his best games for the bears and i mean shoot the last month he's been absolutely light so yeah just so beautiful and poetic and beautiful that Mm. both of his games as a visitor to Chicago, to soldier field he has sealed with interceptions and it's just like that's gotta just put him over the moon like yeah to 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 do that to your former team that didn't want to pay you yeah that's gotta that's gotta feel good so i'm super happy for adrian and yeah i mean there really hasn't been i think i saw a tweet from the pff that i think that like the the two highest graded safeties yes. over the past like what month or two months or something yep Number one, Adrian Amos. Number two, Darnell Savage. So pretty solid after the beginning. Of yeah, the year and just our history at the same. And position. I don't think it's any coincidence that with those two being as good as they've been, that our defense looks so much more comfortable yes. and competent. It's so. weird. Like I'm, my brain still isn't adjusting to how good the back half of the secondary has been playing. So good. Yeah. And then an honorable mention, pick six. It needs to be mentioned. So good. So good. The very, very last play of the game. It's not really a pick six because it didn't change the game at all. Um, but again, it just needs to be said because I think everyone can rejoice in this. Uh, the last play of the game. Bears are being petty. They want to score. Uh, pad the stats. They do a little quick out to Jimmy Graham. He catches it literally on the goal line. Yeah. And Jair answers by even by being even pettier. He could have just, you know, hung it up He's and like, this game is and over. like, yeah, this there game is over. Whatever. He said, No, no, no. And he took Jimmy and removed him from the end zone. And yeah, no, no bueno. It's almost like Jimmy w- looked at Jerry after. He's like, dude, come on. I don't try when I'm playing. Why are you trying <laughs> yeah, when it like, matters the least amount? The game is over. Yeah. Why are you trying right now? So that was a beautiful play that uh, I think all Packers fans really enjoy. Yes, I enjoyed it because it was the last play, and it put the little stamp on the game. 35-16, to 16, Packers officially the number one seed mm. in the NFC, and we'll run through the game. There, We obviously probably cover it more than enough there, but this... Good little recap of the stats of the game and shit the season. Aaron Rodgers, forty-eight career or season touchdown throws he had. Forty-eight season touchdowns. Forty-eight season touchdowns he had. <laughs> oh that is what it, that is what it will say in the record books. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Last week you um for is Kyle India, you guessed that Aaron Rodgers' most touchdowns in a season was forty-eight. You were wrong last week, but if you guessed it this week, Damn you would be it. correct. So, yeah, broke that record. I, I mean, he broke so many records this year. Uh, Wes Hodkwitz tweeted this out. 
Rodgers 2020 season. 372 of 526 passes for 4,299 yards, a career-high 42 touchdowns and five INTs, a 121 pass rating. He also had 149 rushing yards and three TDs. Also, fun fact, if MVS would have caught that ball, Rodgers would have had his highest passer rating in a single season, and I think he, he would be either first or second all-time for pass rating in a single season, too, if that play would have happened, so... Just something to think about. Not that it really matters, but once again, it's to the point this year. You can't complain about anything. Moving on, wide receiver Devontae Adams, 18 touchdown catches tied uh, Sterling Sharp. Uh, Once again, Adams obviously did this in 13 and a half games this year. I believe Sterling Sharp actually did it in a shortened season as well, which is kind of remarkable. And Don Hudson, who had the record before that, they played much less games. So it's funny how all these records are, like, in less than 16 games. Yeah, it's actually absurd to think about what Devontae could have done with a full full slate. It's it's wild. It was, I mean, he's a cheat code. He plays at one speed. He makes everyone else look like they're playing at a different one. Incredible, all pro, and now, you know, it's gone to the Hall of Fame discussion with him. MVS had the two catches. He was actually the leading receiver of the game. His other catch, too, was for a first down. So aside from the drop, pretty solid game. And mm. once again, Alan Lazard, all you have to say about him is, all he does is catch first downs. Once again, he had two receptions, both for first downs. Uh, EQ had one target, and that was it. Uh, moving on, once again, still, hey, this is just what the season was. Robert Tunyon, mm. single season. Not a pro bowler. Not a pro bowler, and he is now tied for the uh, single season touchdown record for a tight end in Packers history. He only had, you know, the two catches in this game, but good enough. But another thing to bring up in this game, I did, was wondering where to put him. Um Obviously, uh, someone on that we both enjoy on the program. Dominique Daphne, the fullback, H-back, tight end, whatever role. I guess it's the F is what they call him. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So he they move him all over the place. He had his first the career. The F? The F. Like F as in Frank? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what LaFleur. The F. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Proceed. But he had the touchdown yesterday. He had his first uh, career catch last week. This week, he had his first touchdown. And this is what I was trying to get to earlier. Of like, there's just so many weapons, dude. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see <laughs> how do you guard everyone. It's, and LaFleur did kind of show his hand a little bit because Jay Sternberger practiced this week but did not play. And he said it was a little of both things. One, giving him an extra week. And two, Dominic Daphne's look pretty good. And I mean, if it were up to me, I'd keep rolling with Daphne. Like, Matt LaFleur making two undrafted free agents from Indiana State yeah. in Daphne and Tunyon look like weapons like give this man his due praise yeah yeah he's well not coach of the indiana year, but state be. yeah well hey they i i think like 80 percent of all nfl touchdowns from like there's like one other guy who had two touchdowns went to indiana state but everyone else it's lit it's tunyon and <laughs> very very good and uh mercedes lewis he didn't do it didn't have to do much in this game either just just a locker room guy Moving on to the uh, running back position, Aaron Jones had a solid game, 11 carries, 42 yards, 3.8. He had the touchdown where he pulled his chain out, too. You're kind of all over. So you you did season stats for Rodgers, season yeah. stats for Devontae. Yeah, this game's over. We covered it pretty – we went pretty long on the okay. pick six. But then you – okay. Do you know – are you going to give Jones's season stats? No, I was not. Well, I, I was looking for – talking about Aaron Jones, I wanted to go over. I don't think a player he, – he's – over the last two years – I don't know if there's been a better 
two-year stretch for a Packers running back. Yeah. Well, he did go over 1,000 rushing yards for the season, which Very is nice. nice. Crazy to think back to the years where that never happened. Mm. And this is a guy who can do absolutely everything. Obviously, we talked about the pass. That was a huge part of the game as well. He had the touchdown, like we said. I don't know. The only other thing to say about the running backs, I think Jamal Williams, he had a couple of nice carries, but I think a lot of people were expecting more from A.J. Dillon. But it was nice to see the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Dillon didn't get the ball much, but there was a good series there where they were on the, the both two back on the field. Sets, yeah. yeah, and that's exciting. Hopefully. Maybe we're getting that warmed up and we had enough of a lead in this game and we're comfortable enough where it's like we don't have to show all the tricks just yet. Yeah, I think if, you know, we do get that rematch with the Bucks, um, their interior I think might be a weakness of theirs. So mm-hmm. that could be the AJ Dillon game part two. That would be nice. That would be welcome. Hope at, at Lambeau Field. I wonder how much that'll change it, but I would I would like to think a lot. Moving on to to the offensive line. Uh, obviously we oh, we haven't even oh, yeah no. this is where what was it wow, Thursday it's like, that's I crazy I like when it happened I was like man how are we gonna this is so devastating how are we gonna talk about this on the pod yeah, but then you, like all that shit <laughs> happened and like we clinched the one seed beat the Bears and I like kind of forgot about it but now I'm crashing back down to earth and it's like well obviously <sighs> obviously we'll be good only one sack on on Sunday. So that's, you know, there was still... Kind of a coverage stack, too, probably. Yeah, and Rodgers was pressured quite a bit, but I think when the Bakhtari news came across, you, like, texted me, like, I can't think about anything else right now. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what you said. So I it would be a different story now if we had lost to the Bears. I was a little worried with Akeem Hicks playing and uh-huh. having to... Akeem. Akeem Hicks and having to reshuffle the interior of the line, be it we kept Elton Jenkins there, and it was from left to right, uh, Billy Turner, Elton Jenkins, Corey Lindsley, Lucas Patrick... Rick Wagner. Yeah, is, so is that the lineup they did when Bach went out earlier? I don't think it is because I think Elton went to left tackle. He did, and that's what yeah he did, and that's what people thought was going to happen. Yeah. And people are still wondering if we could still see different lineups. Well, and yeah, I I think that was asked of Lafleur in one of his pressers, and he yeah he is not the type to just you know have your five and that's your set five. He Which said he's weird. more. I I like it though because oh, well, it, it, it it's works. More, it's more matchup based and kind of you know, who's on the other yeah. sideline and kind of determining from that. And I would, I strongly agree with that approach and prefer that. Cause yeah, you, you know, some, some guys, I don't really know NFC defenses that well, but I'm sure some guys line up, you know, just on one side and you want yeah. to get those matchups preferable. So, well, a lot of teams don't have the flexibility that we have. Most teams don't have a Billy Turner and an Elton Jenkins that can play multiple positions pretty well. Cause right. for the longest, I think the reason why we have these reservations is because Mike McCarthy tried to do this for the longest time with Don Barclay mm. and it just wasn't, it never seemed to work it. And then it's, you, you'd have two solid spots and by, shifting someone then you'd have two shitty spots right. you know trying to fill a hole but yeah overall can't complain about the offensive line rogers was only sacked 20 times this season damn least amount in his career uh pretty damn good so shoot i don't know the offense is so we did finish the year as the top scoring here's an insane in the league insane Devonte stat credit to i think it was like the sports center or espn account tweeted it Devonte adams 18 touchdowns uh Mason Crosby attempted and made field goals 16. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like not only just like 16 made field goals, but 16 attempted field goals too. So he was 16 for like that whole stat is just absurd because Mason well, went perfect, but then Devonte had more touchdowns than he had field goals. Just, <laughs> just insane. I mean, it, de- it depends on which way you want to go because, um, 
you know, Rodgers, everyone's heard these stats now too. Rodgers threw more touchdowns than J.K. Scott had punts. Punts, yep. Oh, yeah. That's another. <laughs> Mason Crosby oh had the least God. amount of field goal attempts in the league for a kicker, but the most amount of extra points in mm. the league. So, I don't know. There's a lot of good things to And I think that punts stat, um, you know, as crazy it is for Rodgers, a lot of that credit, I think, needs to go to LaFleur. Yeah. Like, the fourth down aggressiveness this year was so goddamn refreshing like it was so fun to like be in a third and six situation and not feel like it's do or die like if they picked up or even if they got a no gain like you still felt like okay matt matt can still get aggressive here and most of the time he would go for it and yeah it's just so so great to have a creative and aggressive and innovative coach at the helm no disrespect to the previous coach (laughs) yeah and Putting a bow on the offense, I guess, for this game. One last stat here, which is fun. This is from Dan Werger on Twitter. The Bears ran 30 more plays than the Packers today, outgained them by 40 <laughs> yards, and had the ball for 11 more minutes and lost by three scores. 11 more minutes. Like, that is almost a whole quarter. Yeah. The offense is just uh, a machine. So good. <sighs> but with that, we will have a quick commercial break. Hello, American football fans. Are you trying to score more clients? Well, now it is time to kick off a new email campaign. At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right, and we are back with the defense. The defense allowed 16 points, and the defense is actually pretty good. And bent bent a little bit but oh, yeah. did it, not do much breaking this defense absolutely got bent but <laughs> did not do the breaking yeah yeah the again i mentioned it in the pick six thank you to matt nagy for settling for three field goals in the red zone mm-hmm. on short yardage situations at that um you know that helps with the whole don't break narrative but uh yeah pretty good game i still can't get over the uh Bears having 11 more minutes of time of possession. Yeah, it, that's it, so much. It's wild scene. I mean, there it the first quarter took was so quick. I mean, the first half it's like yeah, there was four series. Both, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the the first quarter was two drives, and mm-hmm. the Packers scored on their on the first play of the second quarter. So yeah, that's the first quarter just zoomed on by. Yep, and starting at corner as we always do, Jerry Alexander is an amazing player once again in this game. I mean, I think he only allowed one completion, forced the fumble. Amazing, yep. amazing player. This is from Zach Cruz. All pro. If uh, if if he is not first team all pro, we riot in the streets. We riot outside of the NFL commissioner's office. Yeah, because yes. I'll set the date. You know, I'll I'll make the flyers. We riot in the streets, yep. folks. We will, we will not go and tailgate outside of Lambo for games or anything like that. Oh, but, wait. Hold on a second. But Jair's all-pro case, we will riot for that. The things that matter. But no, I, I mean, just as a side note, I will I will <laughs> tailgate outside of Lambo. Yeah, I've thought of that, too. I wondered if like you showed up. Oh, do you generator. mean like this year as like yeah. a... Yeah, but that would be like... 
Because then it's like when the game starts, what do you do? Go into a crowded bar? Well, I've thought about like legitimately getting a generator and gas See, and hooking that's it That's an idea. But that's th- it, and then showing... It'd be kind of cool. You'd make it on the news if you show up at Lambo, one of the parking lots with the generator TV, just, yeah. 10 dudes, and then like, oh, we got to arrest you, sir. <laughs> You're just... <laughs> take me. Take me. I Worth will, it. I will die for this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Jerry Alexander, I would die for him too. He gave up 35 Damn. catches this entire season for 563 pass coverage snaps in 2020. Um, QB's average 4.9 yards per attempt against his coverage, 13 pass breakups, and only one penalty. The number one rated corner overall, according and to the he, NFL uh, coverage. He missed, what, one game? Uh, yeah. Maybe two? Yeah, I can't remember off the top I of my head. I can't remember which maybe game. If, maybe the if any at all. game? Yeah, I, I can't remember, but... And this is so Jair has been. We'll get into it later with our season long predictions. Uh, do you know how many picks Jair had this year? <sighs> it's probably only like three. One. Week, Damn. week one. He week had, one. Yeah. He had the one pick, and that was it. Hasn't that has not had a pick since. But wow. It's kind of you know if you're a shutdown yeah, corner, hey, you can't you, you can't intercept if you're not getting thrown at. Yep, absolutely true. Uh, Shannon Sullivan had a great game. He had a yes. the good. He had a good tackle and stop on fourth down. Yep, that. Yep, always very close. Uh, Kevin King, he I guess he graded out really well, but man, he's just. There's been a lot of memes about his tackling this week. A little frustrating. I get it. You know, you do wonder about his shoulder. It's kind of a good excuse to always. But make. then it's like, if you look at that one like meme missed tackle. <laughs> Like he he leads with his shoulder. I just I assume if you put your arms out there, though, I guess there's maybe more variables for shit to get pushed true, in the wrong way. But then like leading it like a like a ram. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Still pretty good for your number two corner. We always got to think back. At least he's not Ladarius Gunter. Mm. Moving on to safety <laughs> once again. I mean I don't know what to say. Adrian Amos and Savage are both having phenomenal years. They are the two highest grade graded oh, players uh, at safety from weeks nine dude, to seventeen. Savage man. Yeah, he's Sav- so good. Savage is he's playing up to the speed both of them are amazing i don't we're, we repeat ourselves every week like though. yeah like even just three months ago like we weren't like like we were by no means like you know savage is not good but we were like you know what's the deal with this guy yep. he showed flashes last uh, a year lot of, yeah a lot of he'll show a fla- said it too yeah he'll show a flash every once in a while you know but like it's just he's not putting it together and then over the like he heard all the chatter the last two months he's just like one of the best safeties in the game right now yep. so yeah it's so good. Worked out pretty well. Yeah, the Gary Gary Savage picks back to back damn good. Uh inside linebacker, Christian Kirksey had uh, another solid game, couple of big splash plays. He He's had the sack. kind of coming around. Yeah, it's and w- it's been nice how they've moved Barnes to that you know, the main inside linebacker role. He's got the mic and everything and Kirksey and Martin kind of come in situational. It, situational and that's been great for it's funny how while they've done that, Martin's looked a little not not as good, and Kirksey's been phenomenal. I mean, you know, he's getting 15 snaps a game, and one of them is kind of a big a ball big impact play. Play, yeah. And I have a I have a theory. I've done little to no research on this theory, but hell yeah, that's kind of the the brand of this show. Um, but really, ever since that Colts game, I've been having nightmares of seeing him matched up on a route runner of mm. any of any kind whether it be a <laughs> yeah. tight end or a running back yeah like that Pittman where he I mean he is lugging behind yep. on one of the touchdowns and I just think I have a theory that maybe like the Packers defensive staff saw that and just decided to keep him closer to the ball in the line of scrimmage yep. in the backfield and I think that kind of has been the case where you know they're not going to 
give him the responsibility of, you know, dropping back 15 yards down the field and, and being responsible for coverage and, you know, keep it because he had that nice sack mm-hmm. um, on Trubisky and he's he had a few, you know, behind the line of scrimmage plays last week. So I think they just have made an effort to kind of use his strengths, um, you know, focus on using his strengths, keep him towards the line of scrimmage. And yes, yeah. he's really come around since. Yeah, he's been he's been doing stuff more. He's, you know, Kamal Martin, <laughs> yeah. Kamal Martin does stuff and it's kind of reckless stuff. Yeah, Kirksey's reckless kind abandoned. of. Yeah, Kirksey's kind of fallen into stuff because he's more a little more assignment. Calculated shirt. doing stuff. Exactly. Kamal's just doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, looking at the outside linebackers, once again, I mean, everyone's playing pretty well. Um, this is from Jake Morley, and this is we talked about early on, too, how the defense had, you know, the second half has been so much better. Edge rusher total pressure for the Packers. First eight weeks, Zadarius had 23. Rashawn Gary had 11. Preston Smith had 10. The final... Eight weeks, Zadarius had 28, Rashawn had 28, Preston Smith had 16. So they all had more pressures in the second half. I mean, freaking, you know, Gary more than doubled his amount. So that's good. You like seeing that. And once again, it's you have seen a different style of rush from there of late, too. Obviously, I mean, you know, we no, we've noticed it more so the last few weeks, but it's just you don't see them get upfield as much as they were before and taking themselves out of the place. Mm. And that's why the run defense has improved as well as you kind of see that especially Z isn't taking himself out of the play. He's getting like three yards in and then at least holding his position if he's not going to get to the guy. And that's it's been nice to see, oh, you're turning these guys into pocket pocket passers and yep. having it break down instead of running out when those big plays seem to happen. Can get up and defense. yeah, get out. Um and yeah, I again I think it goes back to that that quote from Zadarius where they went to Mike Pettin and said, Hey, cut us loose mm-hmm. and they have been cut loose and have just gotten better every week. Honestly, since then like I feel like a different person looking back. I'm like, okay, I I know eventually the we need to fire Mike Petton side of me will come back. Uh-huh. But honestly, since we had that week where we were literally saying, hey, I've got dumb Packer brain, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it has improved. And now looking back, it's it's like, okay, cool. We can we can use that as an excuse for those takes because we had bad Packer brain and we obviously knew it. Yep. So you know, can't can't complain. We Absolutely. we are actually smart. Uh, moving on to the defensive line, not a ton to talk about. Kenny, Kenny blew up a couple plays like he always does. I know Dean Lowry grayed out pretty poorly. The biggest thing to talk about, obviously, would be Snacks Harrison, who we signed after recording last week, I believe, which was, it kind of made not made sense, this will sound bad, that uh, David Bakhtari tore his ACL. After we signed Snacks, everyone's healthy. We have Snacks. I'm like, oh, my God, this is everything. Mm-hmm. This is, there's no way we're not Perfect health, stuff. perfect wealth. And then a few hours later, it's like, Oh, I knew it. I knew something was going to ground me again. Bring us back down to earth. Yep. But yeah, Snacks only had the 14 snaps on Sunday. He was, they were putting him in the short yardage situation. Yeah, and even then, it's just like his presence was felt. Yeah. I mean, you see Lancaster and Dean Lowry get washed. Yeah. It's like just, he's not, and he's not like a flashy player, but he's going to allow other guys to make, you know, have him there. And then maybe Kenny has more space to do his shit. But also, if he can eat up a guy or two and you send someone like Kamal Martin just running with Gets his a hair free on fire. Lane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm really excited for Snacks. Love Lancaster, but I'm really excited for Snacks to eat away at, at Lancaster's snap. Ooh, Was wow. that a pun? Very No, not not going in. but it turned into one. It actually, pun unintended. Um, but yeah, excited to see him 
chip away at oh, chip away at <laughs> Lancaster it's a snack. snack. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Any more? Any more? Um, he snacks is going to lay down the run defense. Snacks is going to Doritos cook Funyuns. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that, we kind of <laughs> ruined it there. Um, okay, with with that, we're going to um, come back with uh, Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. Ooh. Uh, maybe you're in nomination after. What? Uh, maybe both of us are after that. All right, Dumb Packer Fan of the Week returning. I don't know if we've had it at all, at all this year. Maybe, and we kind of went away from it. Yeah, maybe in the off season because you know we're such positive. We're such positive people this year. We haven't had the fraud talk, so we haven't. And had I just think, yeah, I just think, I think we are. I think we became aware that we ourselves are dumb Packer fans, so it kind of that's was part of it. Almost, uh, what's the word? Hypocritical. It, well, yeah, and you look at others at times. A, you know, not to name names, but Corey Banking, Aaron Nagler, sometimes are kind of gatekeepers when it comes to being a ah, fan. So uh, you yeah. know, you kind of I felt like oh, maybe I'm doing that yeah. same thing, which to each their own. But here we got some dummies. Okay. So I went back <laughs> to the... With p- all that being said, <laughs> none of that matters. Yeah. Here are some real dummies. We've learned actually, nothing. Though. Yeah. Well, this is going back in time. So this is this is all back in May. This oh. is right after the draft, of course. I went to the Packers Facebook page and... Wait ooh, a second. We've got on. some goodies. Before you go, yep. are you sure we want to do like victory laps before... The ones I have picked, yes. Okay. 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 Cool. I think so. I think cool. so. Either way. Okay. So uh, two different posts here. We'll kind of cruise by it's you guys can guess what this is going to be. But it this pretty much just two different posts announcing the Packers draft class. Here's the first comment, most relevant one, from Kevin. Kevin commented on the draft post. Thank God we got someone in the draft to stop the run. Thank God we got someone to stretch the field like a wide receiver that runs a 4-4. <laughs> All front office management should be on notice. Dot, dot, dot. We got an F grade. Awesome. Damn. Great. Yeah. Damn. Once again, wow, those those uh, <laughs> draft grades really do matter, Kyle. Yeah, it's too bad that F grade translated into a number one seed berth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hey, and what do you know? There's actually a smart guy here. Steve comments, that's your opinion. We don't need a 4-4 receiver when we're, when we're going towards a more power run offense. Just because you don't agree with the direction taken doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm. Very, very good. Oh boy, what did you say? Steve? Yeah, Steve. So oh boy, Steve. And here's the second post. This is where we get to the good stuff. John, (laughs) it's like, okay, we're stupid fans, but like this first statement is hilarious. Makes you feel comfortable in not being that stupid of a fan. John, I'm at a loss for words with this draft. Oh, no. (laughs) Usually I can see some good, but this draft was a huge disappointment with all the talent on the board. No speed whatsoever in a league that is becoming based on on space and speed. Get to wait for another year to be frustrated again. Oh, man. Oh, John. Guy is already <laughs> planning on being pissed about <laughs> yeah. next year's draft. Like, dude. And imagine going into the season like, this is just, I'm just going to be upset. I'm not yeah. going to be happy. <sighs> so weird. What's the, like, I know I've, like, bitched about this before, but, like, what is the purpose of being a fan if you're just going to be miserable. Hey, well, don't worry. The the Packer fan of the week, they do touch on that. And what is the right way to root for a team or to be a fan of the team? You know, Just we, ask us. We'll we, tell you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are the actual gatekeepers. <laughs> this one is from Bryce. Once again, this is a just a post about the draft class. 
Tape don't lie. Yeah. No, see, because they're all over the place. This is great. Tape don't lie. Because you know this guy put in 300 hours of tape. Tape tape don't lie. Rodgers missed way too many open guys by overthrows or just not throwing the ball, period. This is a message from management. The the weapons ain't the problem, playboy. Time to self-reflect and get the mechanics right. Uh, Uh, Oh, You just know that guy grinded Aaron Rodgers' film in the (laughs) offseason. You just know it. Because the tape don't lie. Yeah. Bryce. I wonder what... And you know Bryce is probably one of those dumb fans where he just goes with the flow following what everyone's saying. And now he's like, yes, Rodgers, MVP. This is great. Uh I, I am a dumb fan. Yeah, and then someone else commented, thank God someone said it. Rodgers <laughs> took up a big chunk of cap to be injured and average the past few seasons. But keep on defending a guy. <laughs> keep defending the guy over what he did six years ago. Six years ago, this team would have been a super would be would have been Super Bowl bound. Uh, but obviously it's not going to because we do not have a competent defense. Let we need to keep crying. That's actually what someone said. I fully understand if you are a Aaron Rodgers disliker or even hater if you are not a fan of the Green Bay Packers but it is so so confusing to me like so bewildering to like imagine there are Packer fans out there who like I mean obviously prior to this season because if you are still somehow disliking Aaron Rodgers after this (laughs) season then you're just like brainless yeah but like even with his air quote struggles last year and the year before and the year before that, like to still have any sort of disdain for Rodgers is just so wild to me. The amount of joy he's brought into you as a football fan. It's true. Like I, I like it's one thing to be, you know, like worried and upset with his play and yeah, maybe he threw the ball away too much. Maybe he held on to the ball too long. Maybe he tried to go for the home run too much. But, like, to actually have an active dislike and, like, you know, wake up, boy. Like, that's so weird to me. Are you actively hating Aaron Rodgers or are you passively doing it? Not even hate, but, like, I mean, there were times last year, I think all of us, where Rodgers might not have had a great game and maybe didn't chuck it down the field. And you're like, are we on the back half of his career? Yeah. But there's a difference between that and this guy, six years ago, he he, he doesn't know us. We yeah, don't know him it's anything. time to wake up, man. Like, that's, like, oh, it's yeah. so weird to me. Moving Look on. at me, this, gatekeeping, damn it. This is from Eli. And this is great, because once again, it's like, oh, you got to go back to May. So when we reach the playoffs and Richard Sherman is blanking Adams again, I'm sure happy that <laughs> Aaron can throw to a third-string tight end. One Robert Tunyon. <laughs> yeah. Legitimately, yeah. at the time, was the third-string tight end. And, hey, what? It's it's hilarious. One, he's like, oh, Devontae's going to get blanked by Sherman, who, one, is not playing. Two, Devontae's had the best rece- receiving season for a Packer ever. And now Tunyon had one of the best receiving seasons for a tight end in Packers history. And the fact that there is not a person on this planet that can blanket Devontae Adams. There's not, true. A, there's not a person in human existence that would be able to do that effectively. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe it would maybe take at Jair. least at if least you, three people. Yeah, if you got like Jair and made him taller. Man, what a clash of titans that would be. That's why they're so good. It's because they go at it and practice in training camp sometimes. Ooh. And this is the dumb Packer fan of the week. Ooh, the cream of the crop. This is from Gary. A great. This is a great like name. Wisconsin Gary. Gary. This, you, you pull up to a you know belly up at a bar in Wisconsin. The guy next to you, his name is Gary. <laughs> yeah. Gary. 
Poor, <laughs> poor grades from every reputable source online. Online towards. Yeah. Oh, you got to check them reputable <laughs> sources. Not one expert thinks the Packers did well. I'm going to listen to the people who do it for a living rather than the fans who think everything is rainbows and unicorns. So he's a little back and forth here. It's funny how he thinks the people who write the articles are the ones who do it for a living. Like. L- Legit, he thinks the hierarchy is at the top. It's the people who write the blogs. Number two is management of actual teams. Number three are the fans. That, yeah. What a, what a contradiction that is. Like, reputable sources. Exactly. And, and like the people who, and then, yeah, you're just like, listen to a blog. Like Exactly. And someone comments, you're going to trust guys who took the pack to an NFC title game 13-3 and three season and actually spend time with the team over some dude that fishes up in Eagle River and owns a 95 Ford Ranger. <laughs> great, great comment there, Mark. Great response. But Gary does go on. He replies to someone named Richard who says, those same experts said Brian Brown would be a, the starter over Aaron Rodgers back in 2008. So much for the experts. Great. Bri- or Love it. G- Gary responds, one guy got, wrong, got it wrong one time. I apologize then. They should fire everyone at ESPN and NFL Network. Instead, watch watching an analyst, Brian Gutenkunst, can have his own show that we can all watch and marvel at his greatness. So just awesome, Gary. Just ultimate defensive mode. Like, yeah, it was definitely only one guy who got it wrong one time in 2008. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just, just the one. All the other takes from back then are spot on. And this is what God, I was getting I at I do with. not miss this segment at all. It, it sucks. Don't worry. We're wrapping it up. We only got two more little parts here. This is one guy what I was talking about how... What do dumb fans think of good fans? This guy's, well, be it, there are homers. Connor chimes in. Seriously, Gary, he said, the blind homers crack me up. They literally think not critiquing a team in any way makes them better fans. It's like, no, there's actually a middle ground here. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I promise there's a happy, happy medium. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm all for critique. I'm the harshest critic of the Packers. But, you know, I'm not going to, like, call for their jobs and think they... They're just the worst people on. It's just very, very weird to me to be so, to put to put so much negative energy into it. Yeah, he and Gary Gary goes on to say, you know, well, you don't agree with everything your partner does. Like if you've always agreed with your wife or your boss or your employee, it's like okay, but shut shut shut. Now, the yeah, fuck now up, we're just like now we're just straying way off the point. So and then of course I had to hop in. Uh, I commented before the sh- the show started, and I said. Gary, hey, any update on how how much of this draft hurt the team this year? He did reply. <gasps> I will let you know at the end of the season if the Packers get crushed by the run again this year, the draft cost them a Super Bowl. So there you go. Oh, wow, sticking I, to it. You I gotta will, respect the I, steadfastness. I was gonna of. say, yeah, Gary, I think I I don't know if I should comment back and say, Hey, tune into the podcast this <laughs> week or not. I'll have to say something, but hey, if nothing else, I you have to respect him, like you said, for sticking Just, to his guns. Yes, yeah, stand in his ground. You, yeah, but yeah I n- can respect that. Nice to touch back on Dumb Packer Fan of the Week after not doing it all year, but with that, we will now move on to another Dumb Packer Fan. Is Kyle an idiot? Hey, what? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right, is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you're having a phenomenal year. You're amazing. You're so smart. Thank you so much. You were 34, 23, and 2 after last week. I believe to the best of my knowledge, those numbers could be off, but who cares at this Two point? Times. You're oh. winning. Cool. Okay, Kyle, your first question. In the fourth and eight game, Cobb, Jarrett Boykin, scored. 
Which other Packers scored in this game? Friend of the program. Obviously, you know, you know, Ronald Cobb's two catches were both touchdowns. Jarrett Boykin, friend of the program. His fumble recovery touchdown. Who was the other Packer that scored in that game? Don't think too hard. Um, 2013. I feel like... I'm thinking it could be a Rodgers rush, but I think 13 was the collarbone, so it wasn't the calf. Or was it the calf? I'll just go Rodgers. Mm, you are wrong. It was Eddie Lacy. Damn it. Like I said, probably, yeah. I I would have guessed probably Lacey. Jordy or Eddie Lacy, but don't worry. That's the hardest question of the week. I did rewatch that. It's it's another we've talked about. You know, we're so reflective and we've talked about perspective this week. It's funny because w- you know that game. What what do we call that game, Kyle? Fourth and eight. You know what Bears fans call that game? The Chris Conti game. Ah, they call it yes. the Con- and it's it's funny. Cinder blocks on his I, feet. I was, Cinder blocks Conti. Yeah, I was listening to some like uh, some Bears content last week, and it's like yeah they. Multiple people have referred to it as the Conti game. That's so great. It's very, very funny to hear that. Well, you tried your best, Kyle, but you were 0 for 1. Don't worry. That is the toughest question. <sighs> Kyle, who are the Packers' first opponents in the playoffs the last two times they got the number one seed? Oh, damn it. My stump Spenny is kind of... Uh, I guess we'll All see. Right. Um, the last one was New York. Yep. Giants. Shout out Charlie Pepper for the Kevin King tackle on uh, Manningham or it wasn't Plaxico. Damn it! Who was? I'm sorry. What are you talking about? Derailed. The, that game was over at right before halftime when there was the a Hail huge, Mary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hakeem Nix, I think. Oh yeah, Hakeem Nix. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. And then number two was uh, Seattle Seahawks. Very good, Kyle. Yeah, the the snow game, the Ryan Grant game that everyone remembers when we went down fourteen nothing after two quick Ryan Grant fumbles. And Aaron, that's wait also, a second. That's also wait a second. Yeah. That's what al- year is that? Oh uh, seven. Yeah, they were the two seed. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Either way, I was saying when we had. Um, oh. Uh, f- oh, you mean first round bye? At, sorry, NFC. I meant to say NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. That's okay. what I was saying. The year of the playoffs that we had a, that we hosted NFC Championship. Gotcha. Game. Okay. Well, so who did we play first of those playoffs? Yes. Okay. Either way, you got that it. Is okay. A vi- okay. That is a very okay. That's all over. Well, I got it. It though. led to the same destination. So very good, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Seahawks and the Giants. Last one. This is a tough one. Maybe. Alex Van Pelt is the Browns' offensive coordinator, and he's calling plays this weekend for the Browns because mm. of COVID. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, having COVID. Alex Van Pelt was one of Aaron's favorite QB coaches back in 2017. Um, who was? his offensive coordinator the last year he was in Green Bay. So this would be 2017. 2018 was the last year of Mike McCarthy. That was Joe Philbin that year. Who was the offensive coordinator before Joe Philbin? Was it? Uh, no, it wasn't Benny with the good hair, was it? <laughs> well, I, I, well, it, if you're going to guess, you got to guess. You can't give me a half-ass guess. So the old coordinator in 17. 2017. I'll tell you right now, timeline, that is that is not correct. He was the head coach of the Giants at that time. Okay. Um, 
Oh, coordinator in this twenty. This man may have been mentioned on the podcast by someone other than you or I. Okay. Um. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Kyle, the answer is Edgar Bennett. Wow, I would have never got that. Really? Well, I was wondering too because when we talked to Jarrett Boykin, Edgar he Bennett. well, Jarrett Boykin oh, talked yeah. about it because he was with he was in Oakland with him Damn too, where it. he was the offensive coordinator. But yeah, he was okay. Well, one for one, one and two. Don't worry, you'll still be positive the rest of the year. You're not an idiot. But Kyle, what is my stump spending question? So, the Packers got the number one overall seed. Yep. This year. Yep. Um, this is kind of a two part question. Yep. This is the first year. That only one team gets a buy. Yep. Thankfully, as mentioned, thankfully the Packers got that. Now, what was the previous one seed the Packers got? What was the last time they got the one seed before this year? Yeah, it was the Giants year when we were 15-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the year before that? Or what was, when did they get the one seed before that? The one seed before that, I'm going to guess... That it was the year after the 96 Super Bowl. So I'm going to guess 97. <clears throat> no, we did have Incorrect. a... What was it? It was 96. A oh, 90 wasn't it? Oh, we were the two in 97? Yeah. Really? Crazy. Yeah, because we were supposed to shit. I know it was like the biggest uh, upset of all time. So yeah, to that point. the moral of the story is when the Packers get the one seed... They're either going one <laughs> and done or winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> shoot. Yeah. Kind of scary. Well, uh, like we've talked about, it's it's kind of a pattern, so... But thank you. Shout out Doug Peterson for pulling Jalen Hurts, causing the Washington team to win, because if Washington loses, then the Giants are in, and then the Giants can upset us in the divisional. So <laughs> we've avoided that. Yeah. <laughs> you had no idea where I was going with that. I, had ab- I was like, <laughs> Kyle, this is so far away. From th- that is such a shit team. You don't have to worry about but that. But yeah, just the, the 2011 scaries. Um, but then I was looking, too, at the 97... Uh, playoff bracket, man, that Broncos team snuck in as a four-seeded wild card, beat uh, beat uh, whoever the three-seed or whatever at uh, on the road, then went to the one-seed Kansas City, held them Ugh. to 10 points, then went to Pittsburgh, the two-seed, beat them in the AFC Championship, and then 14-point underdogs against the Packers in the Super Bowl, beat them. That's an insane run. Damn, yeah, that's well, kind of like the run that uh, Aaron Rodgers, a, a young Aaron Rodgers, went on, having to go to yeah, places to beat him. Outside of uh, outside of uh, 2011, literally just two seeds, two <laughs> seeds across the board. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I I was about to say I would not have guessed that, and I I'm right, I would not have guessed <laughs> that because that's exactly what happened. But with that, we will have our little preview of this weekend's games and what we had for predictions this season. Ooh. Ah, and we are back. Kyle, once again, we've been so reflective this episode. I thought we would go back and quickly go over our predictions for the season. And boy, were they predictions. Oh. <laughs> I had a season record prediction of 11 and 5. I was off Boo. two games. Boo. Kyle, you had, you were wrong too. Okay. 14 and 2. Barely. God, yeah. that's so. Oh, that makes me so mad, dude. You know that what makes, makes it, the Vikings game just 
hurt more than it already does. <laughs> that Colts game. I was I was ugh, gonna say what was I'm the third loss? Colts, Vikes, and Bucks. But yeah. Ugh. Well, I'll piggyback right on that because one of your predictions we had three bold predictions each. Your most talked about bold prediction was MVS. Uh, eleven hundred. Eleven hundred yards. yards. He actually finished with uh, six hundred and ninety, probably more than some people would think. But it's funny <laughs> how. One the fumble would have gotten you the thirteen and three, Damn. and he was also one of your bold predictions. Uh, I guess we'll just go back and forth here. I had Rashawn Gary ten plus sacks. He finished with five. Mm. Feels like really only five. He had like a hot Feels start, like he had and then more. He he gets a lot of pressure, but he hasn't had a ton of finishes. Yeah, that's weird. Because yeah, I guess his sacks just come in bunches. Because like. Feel yeah. like when he does, it's like he has two and yeah, then one and a half. One hundred percent. Him yeah. and like Kiki. Yeah, that's what yeah. it seems to be. Kyle, ooh, mm, this is this is the one that may is probably aged the poorest. Tyler Irvin, two return touchdowns. <sighs> Oof. One, obviously he's hurt. Two, he wasn't really as electric this year as we were expecting. I mean, yeah. shoot, I well, he had return touchdowns, but I'm surprised he didn't have a touchdown at all, I think, for us this year. No, I should have well, I, <laughs> I was just gonna say, I should have just said Special teams return touchdowns, but <laughs> that would have been bad too. <laughs> yeah, 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 that. Yeah. If anything, that would have been worse because was like there was more. There's more darts there. They'd be like, "Why is he saying that?" Because he he wasn't even really our kick returner. All that. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Uh, go ba- going back to mine once again. Not as bold, but still kind of bold. Are we ever going to see a punt return ever again in our lives? Shut up. Hey, we're I, we're not thinking about special teams right now. It's okay. one You're way right. we're staying super positive. Sorry. Not thinking about it at all. Sorry. Go ahead. I had Jair Alexander, first Pro Bowl, but more importantly, I had five-plus picks. As I said earlier or to you before, he had one pick this season, and it was week one. <laughs> uh, you know, after we went, I was like, hey, this is looking pretty good. Nope, did not happen, mm. but whatever. And obviously, uh, oh, yeah. And then your last one, which we've talked about as well. <laughs> Christian Kirksey, force eight turnovers. Made yeah. it interesting there. Yeah, <laughs> for a he had, I thought he had a forced fumble, but he doesn't. He just had. He should two, have against the Colts. Yeah, that's right. So he had. I guess we could put three a- asterisks. Asterisks. Asterisk. I, I if I look at the word asterisks, I cannot say it. But if I think asterisks, I can say. No, it. it's. Uh, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. I am, but I it's close it's enough. Asterisk. That no one would ask. Asterisk. Ask. Which is it, it's weird. It feels ask weird, but I'm pretty. Risk. Sh- ask wait, risk. Ask. Asterisk. Okay, that works. And no, I. Oh, uh, now I'm confused. Okay, well, either way, Kyle, you were over th- over three on your. I bold always predictions. just say asterisks too, though. Yeah. Asterisks like A S S T R C K S. Nobody's confident enough to um. Asterisks. <laughs> That's actually. Funny. I told yeah. No one's no one's confident enough to correct someone else on it except for you apparently. True. Yeah. But my last bold prediction, you were over three, but I did have one. The very random one, but it worked out just fine, and I think it was bold at the time. Robert Tunyon, third in receiving yards mm. for the Packers, and he did end up with 586 receiving yards. Which th- was third? Which was third on the team. Yep, MBS was second, and Adams obviously first. But, I mean, at that time, a lot of people didn't even think he was the tight end one, so I think it's been a, obviously a pleasant surprise. Yeah, that's pretty season. good. Pretty good. One for six as a as a team. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's better than our season-long bold or our bold predictions every single week. I, it's still wild that we haven't hit more. I mean, people must it. 
it is very on brand poor man packer podcast and, and, and we're it, just awful that, yeah, maybe we should stop yeah well they're supposed to be tough i just hope people know that they are tough but <laughs> we i don't know if you know this we do not play this week but there are games being played in the nfc figured we'd look through them very quickly Bucks are playing in Washington. They're favored by seven and a half. The Bears are playing in New Orleans. They are getting ten points, and the Rams are playing in Seattle and getting four. Kyle, I guess first, who do you think is going to win these games, and then after that, we can talk about who we're actually afraid of. Yeah, I think, I think the first two, the spreads kind of kind of say who's going to win that game. Bucks, Washington, Bears, Saints. Yep, Bears plus 10. Although the Bears did play the Saints really tough in Soldier Field. They Granted, went to overtime, yeah. It was in Soldier Field, and it was probably about two months ago at this point. Um, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Saints were at full strength that game. Was that, a, was that a Taysom Hill game? Or no, I'm pretty sure Drew Brees played. I'm not sure. Either way, I mean, they played them tough. It's the NFL. You never know. I always, like, it always sticks with me. I know it's like a cliche, but, like, ever since Goode said... You know, the the other guys on the sideline are getting paid, too. Like, they're oh. professional players. Like, you just – any given Sunday sort of yeah. mentality. Um, same with same with Washington. I mean, you look at that team. Like, holy shit, man. What a story. Ron Rivera got cancer treatments <laughs> yeah. at halftime of it's games? What? Cut his start, his starting quarterback week. Well, he didn't cut him. But all the, know, yeah, all got... that shit with Haskins, <laughs> all that drama, and he's just like – He's got him laser focused, and Chase Young is just a behemoth. Like right. that dude is going to be in the league for the next thirteen years. He is going to be so good, and yeah, I, I like it, I I wouldn't be like you know holy shit, how is this happening? If one of those two teams won, or even if both of them won, but yeah, I, I think the Bucks and Saints are sitting pretty good, and the Rams and Seahawks. It all comes down to Jared Goff's health, I think. Um, and I mean the Rams really as a whole, their health they they seem to be seem to be pretty banged up. But if Goff can't go, I I can't see them going into Seattle and winning. So yeah, yeah, I guess I'm pretty similar in those wavelengths. Uh, Bear, Bears Saints that's a game where if it were played outside, I I would definitely if I were a betting man I would take the points for the Bears. Feel like that game too. It could get mm. weird. They had obviously they lost to the Vikes last year in the playoffs to the Saints, um, but the Bears don't seem like an indoor fast track team. Like I feel like right. that game is either going to like two drives in we're gonna know it's going to be an ugly game or we know it's going to be a fucking boat race and the Saints are just gonna run all over them. Kind of the same with the yeah. With the that's Bucks actually that's a really good too. way to put it because yeah, I think it's if the Bears have any chance, it just needs to be ugly and long possessions and and it's the same thing with the bucks in washington too that yeah i think that has a better chance i'll probably take washington in that game just because if it is a slower just game, to keep it close if brady gets smacked early you know outside too depending on the weather i don't know and the ram and the ram seahawks i do wonder what it what the narratives will be like for the packers first game because i could see i could totally see the rams sneaking sneaking in or past the seahawks especially if Goff does play just because the Seahawks are such a weird team. It yeah. seems like more than any other team, they kind of transition throughout the season. You really know. have no idea what team is going to show up. Yeah, I mean, the defense was terrible, and now it's good. Yep. And in the beginning, you know, it was let Russ cook, and now it's offense kind of doesn't know exactly what they are. Yeah, where did you, just out of curiosity, where did you get that plus four number? When and where? Today, I don't know, like 
I don't know, before we started recording. Where? Like what site? The sports book, uh, sports action, the action app. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I'm wondering if it's like if that line is even like actually available on any like actual sports books, just because of. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess I haven't really kept close tabs on it, but like, just because of Jared Goff's health, like there's no way if Jared Goff isn't playing, that's a four point spread. Yep. Like it goes to seven, probably almost instantly. Um, yep. So that's a very interesting, I mean, he just went under the knife for his thumb, you know, like seven days ago. It's still so wild even being, you know, I don't know, I'm a human, a normal human, mm. like any type of surgery. And then, okay, I'm going to go play a football game in a week. Yeah, it, it's yeah. And it, seriously, any type of procedure where, yeah, you're like going under it's yeah, I, I, I can't fathom it. But um, it's a I'm super excited for this slate of games, three games Saturday, three games Sunday. I'm just going to sit on my couch, crush beers and just probably probably do a little. A little gambling, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Super, make a, make hey, a little it's, interesting. It's Super Wild Card Saturday weekend for for a reason. But more importantly, I will be matchup watching Ooh. to see who the Packers will be facing um, next next Sunday. Yeah. Um, so if you're not familiar with the playoffs, any it reseeds every round. So the highest seed, us, the Green Bay Packers, the one seed, will play the lowest remaining seed so how it breaks down is if the bears somehow pull the upset we will play the bears no matter what because they'll be the seventh seed the lowest remaining seed regardless of the other outcomes of the games we will be playing the bears which would be (laughs) pretty cool to have them come to lambo again but if the saints win and the rams win we will play the rams because they'll be the sixth seed they'll be the lowest remaining seed but if the saints win and the seahawks win that's the two and three seeds. Saints Seahawks would play each other, and we would play the winner of the Buccaneers and the Washington Football Team. So, so it's pretty uh, pretty straight away. Um, you know, I I don't think it would be too ridiculous to maybe pull for the Bears a little bit. I mean, that team's not very good. Yeah. Um. That that's it's. I would like to see the Bucks again. That's always that would always be tasty to yeah. Who put, who's, send Tom who's Brady the, pack who's the one team you don't want to see? I really like. It really doesn't. It really doesn't matter to me, honestly. Yeah, that that's where I'm at. Like too. that's like that's how comfortable I am with how good this team is. That yeah, it's just like, like I remember, like I'd always be like, like I'd always be a little worried about the Niners teams during those runs, and yeah. I, like Legion of Boom Seahawks during those runs. But like right now, like none of these teams really strike fear into me. Like either of those teams did right and i i totally agree same same thing with the bears if they do pull it off usually we've talked about it before in the past with like the vikings it's like oh my god nightmare scenario Mm -hmm. but those team like the vikings teams even when they're bad they're better than this bears team yeah and we've obviously shown it it like you when I think of the Bears coming to Lambeau in the playoffs, you know, the divisional round, I, I just see Mitch Trubisky's face, and he's making that I'm cold face. Yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> we've already won this game if I'm seeing this. Yep. The, and then you talked about Washington and the Bucks too. I guess it's the Rams and the Bucks for me. Washington, I could I could totally – I could see Washington getting dirty and maybe – And just, yeah, playing them close. I really could see that too. But I could see them playing us close too. But I'm, I'm in the same – I. Uh. I feel with the they Rams, just I just don't think they have the the ammo for it. Probably not, especially on offense. Probably not, but it's. I'd feel good about Washington 
overall. Once the game started, I think it would it would get into it. But right. With the Bucks, it's like because of that history this year, it was bad. And if they get pressure early, it could be a long day for Rodgers, and we don't want to get that kind of skirt skirt yeah. Rodgers. I just think with the Bucks, it's like they couldn't like more things couldn't have gone wrong in that game Very in true. October or November or whenever it was. Yeah. And like the game plan couldn't have been couldn't have been like more off for the game plan you want yeah. to focus on for that Buccaneers defense. So I think they'll learn a ton from that and LaFleur said he's doing it they're going to do a ton of self-scouting over the bye week. Um so yeah, this time around I'm not too fearful of the Bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in the same boat. Mostly people keep bringing up Tom Brady in the cold. And I'm like, this dude's fuck. He's older than Aaron. And he legitimately said he moved to Tampa, went to Tampa because he and he's never going to go to a cold weather place again. Like he does not like the cold. Yeah. But then again, it's like, yeah, it. he doesn't have to like it to be able to perform it. Because, I mean, he played in, you know, New England for all those years. So he he's very, very accustomed to what a cold game takes. True. But he's old and yep. getting worse and he'll probably look more old and worse in the cold on top of it when you've got guys like godwin and uh, if mike evans who antonio they, brown antonio brown i don't think those guys are rearing to go in the zero degrees yeah. of lambo very true and one thing that has stuck with me rogers i think it was two weeks ago on the mcafee show um you know he asked him some you know cliche question well how do you do this in the cold and you mm-hmm. know how are you so good and blah 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 and like it was such a simple but awesome answer he was just like Rodgers was just like, I just tell myself they're more miserable than I am. Mm-hmm. Boom. It's that simple. Because yep. most of the times, yeah, that's probably the case. Like, they're probably just thinking about, man, I got to get back on the bus, got to get back in the locker room. Like, Rodgers is just like, nope, this is another day at the office. Yeah. I guess, I guess you're less likely to want to, you know, think of getting warm again. When if, if a lot of players like that, if it is Tampa and they're like looking forward to halftime, it's like, same thing with us when you're running out to the car. It's like, okay, I got to hurry up. Or getting back in the house, it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Okay, 15, fuck, fuck, <laughs> this fuck. This is okay, miserable. Get, or like that, uh, the, my favorite is, it's very cathartic when it's very cold out and you get in your car for the first time. And there's nothing else to do but just scream at the top of your lungs. <laughs> you just get in and it's it feels, it almost warms you up because I, I think it just gets the blood flowing and it, it, gets, you, it gets you juiced. I, I remember... God, this is a great, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Picking up uh, like your car. I remember back when I was, you know, a young boy and I would drink. Uh, and mm. Like leaving up, leaving your car at the bar, getting dropped off the next day. Responsible. Yep. And then picking it up, and it's still 15 degrees after it was parked outside, and then you start it up. Yeah. Slowly does it, wiping off the windshield, and the whole time you're just miserable, hungover cold and hungover it's the drives home the drives home with all that going on where it's like you don't even turn on the radio you just drive yeah home. just sitting inside and you're like you're like looking through a, a three by three inch like when you carved out ice in, in from your, your window, id yeah the inside over. yeah i wonder how much this hits with people who do not live <laughs> yeah we're in, like in live winter. in a tropical area like what are these fuckers talking about exactly hey and with that if you enjoyed that breakdown if you could leave a review mm. that would be great um Great episode today, Spence. Yeah, it was. Good. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're God, I'm so excited. Cheerful. It feels so good to be a Playoff, Packers fan right it's, now. It, once again, it's imagine waking up and deciding to not be a Packer fan. <sighs> it's 
everything everything could not be me yeah um but yeah if you want to leave a review we haven't had a review in like a month so hey come on very weird maybe i'm pulling on those strings for you now if you've been thinking about in the past just leave a review you can leave whatever name you want you're better than this team. say yeah say whatever you want well here we go tough love tough love yeah team what are you doing (laughs) like you're you know you're better than this we obviously know you're better than this like it's time to kind of Change the narrative. Kind of, kind of, yeah, there you go. Change the narrative. Stack success. You know, hold up your end of the deal. Like, it's really not. Like, come on, team. Yeah, just leave a review. And if you leave a review, leave a rating. You know, that works. I mean, it's kind of one of the same. Eh, well, if it's a little extra work. If you leave a review, take a screenshot, send it to us on Twitter, or email it to us at pmppodcast at gmail.com, and we will send you a free koozie. But... With that, Kyle, I do not have anything else. Do you have anything else? Oh, well, I guess I should say this. We Next week, we will have Brett Good back on. He apparently, to oh, the yeah. best of my knowledge, he will be back after he told us he will be back. Heck so yeah. He should be back for the little review going into that game. So. Love it. Bi-week bonanza. Yeah, shoot, that's right. Our fourth bi-week bonanza in two <laughs> years. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty special. Pretty spoiled. But with that, Kyle, I do not have anything else. Do you have anything else? We're here, boys. We finally made it to the regular season. Boys and girls, there may be few more. Boys and girls, maybe. I, don't I know. mean, it's just—it's kind of a figure of speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we made it. <laughs> we made it. We're here. Now we just get to sit back, enjoy some good quality NFL football, some playoffs at that this worry weekend. Worry Six games, you know, stress-free. Get to find out our matchup next Sunday. It's a good time to be a Packer fan. Kyle cannot agree more. That was beautiful. But with that. Toots and the Meatles, please don't sue us. Go, Pack, go. Come to your own.